today on the Jaguar, we're going to update you on a very important event starting next Monday, Charity Week. First in the segment, I'll be conducting an interview with someone from Kids Talk, the charity that we've chosen to raise money for. Then I'll be interviewing the Student Council Charity Week chair to give you an idea of how we are raising money and the events we are going to have going on all week. Let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. I'm Nikki Hartley, and I'm here with a representative from Kids Talk, the organization we have chosen to support for this year's Charity Week. First off, would you like to start by introducing yourself and what position you hold at Kids Talk? For sure. So my name is Nick Pickard, and I work at the Guidance Center over in the Kids Talk CAC department. Um, And CAC means Child Advocacy Center. And so what we do is that we provide services, uh, including um, medical evaluations, trauma-focused therapy, outreach prevention, for kids and families who have been through or experienced some kind of trauma or abuse here in Wayne County. Okay, so what are some ways that abuse can impact children? So one thing we know is that um, a lot of abuse isn't reported and that when it is reported, a lot of times people don't get what they need to heal and feel better. And we know that when people experience trauma or abuse, it changes how they feel safe. And that when people go through something that makes them feel unsafe, it's really hard to feel safe again. And so by doing things like bonding as a family, coming to therapy, and really working on understanding how those bad things and abuses weren't their fault, we hope to help kids feel safe again. Okay. Thank you. And then what are some of the actual services you provide to both parents and kids? Totally. So like I talked about before, I'm a therapist. That's my role. And so I might have somebody come in and say, oh, this bad thing happened. And then I would do a kind of therapy called trauma-focused cognitive behavioral therapy, which is a program um, which has a lot of research showing that it's really good at helping us change the way that we think and feel and then in turn change the way that we act. And so that's really important because it helps us unplug from those really negative thoughts that we might have about this really bad thing happened, it's my fault, I'll never be okay again, and turning it more into a message of hope. Now, and that's just those of us, that's just for those of us who do therapy. We also have people in that office who are called forensic interviewers and advocates. And what they do is that they'll sit down with the kids and families as well as with folks from law enforcement. And what they'll do is talk to those families about what happened and determine if going to court in front of a judge, maybe even pressing charges, would be one way to get justice for that family. I'm sure that's super important um, for them. So what are some goals that you guys have for the community? I know one important goal for us is making sure that Anyone who feels as though they they need therapy, anyone who feels as though they have experienced abuse or trauma can come and get the help that they need and feel comfortable and safe and accepted. Again, that's a really hard thing to do because a lot of people hear the message, you're not important, or that wasn't really abuse and so you don't need therapy. But I think it would be really important for anyone listening to this to know that Abuse and trauma is anything that you think of as abuse and trauma. Some people are in a car accident and they hop in their car the very next day and go to work or school. 
Some people are in a car accident and they decide I'm never getting in a car again. I'm way too scared. And that would be an example of how one person could experience trauma, whereas one person is a little bit more resilient. And so in therapy, we hope to have everyone feel more resilient. So you mentioned earlier that a lot of cases do go unreported, obviously. Mm -hmm. And personally, one of my biggest concerns with the whole like COVID lockdown is that these cases are not coming forward. So Mm -hmm. are you guys seeing an influx right now? Are you seeing a decrease? Like what are your numbers looking like? I know the last time that I looked at numbers, um, I believe I was looking at numbers from Child Protective Services. And what they noted was that the number of cases that were reported was going down. So people were saying that there was less abuse. But what they determined was that the types of abuse were changing and that abuse such as physical abuse or domestic violence, because everyone's at home all the time, was increasing. Right. But because everyone was home, oftentimes the victims feel trapped and they won't report that. They won't be going to teachers or therapists or nurses and doctors who can help them and say that you're not trapped. We can get you out of that. Yeah, that's uh, something that we all have to keep in mind of like during these difficult times as everyone's mm-hmm. going through different things. And I like my heart goes out to these kids who are going through this trauma and abuse. Yes. Um, and if you lived in a situation where maybe going to school was the highlight of your day because you got out of a, a, an abusive or traumatic home environment, all of a sudden being at home all the time is going to make that even harder to feel like you can get out from that and grow and heal from that. Yeah, definitely. Where are you guys located and how much of a range do you think you cover? If that makes sense. Like if, for sure, if someone wanted to like report and say they live in like Dearborn, Mm -hmm. you guys cover the whole down river, the whole state, like, so we are all of Wayne County. Okay. Like I said, we are a CAC, which stands for child advocacy center. And there are, um, nationally, where's my numbers here? 854 of them. I'm not sure how many are in Michigan, but I did go to a meeting the other week where we had folks from different counties in the west side of the state and even some folks from up in the UP. So I know there are quite a number of them here in Michigan and they're on the countywide level. So there's one for Wayne, there's one for Oakland, one for Ottawa and, and so on. Um, are there other ways that our listeners can help with your organization or be a better advocate for abuse survivors? Absolutely. I know that here at Kids Talk, we teach a lot about mental health. And a lot of people, in my experience, especially kids between the ages of five and 15, maybe, might not have been taught anything about how to take care of their mental health, how to do things like feel relaxed and feel calm after a hard day, how to talk openly and in a healthy way with someone instead of yelling and shouting. And so I encourage everyone to look for some resources out there about mental health. There are so many things online, YouTube, um, I think is a great resource. 
Same thing with like books and, and literature, right? There's a lot out there on what we can do to take care of ourselves physically and mentally. And learning these things are a life skill, just like learning to cook, like learning to drive, like taking care of your body with exercise. You also want to take care of your mind with self-care and coping skills and being aware and saying, wow, you know, I'm really just feeling crappy and depressed and anxious today. And here's three things that I'm going to try to help myself feel better. Yeah, I think that's something super, super important for all of us. And especially if you are dealing with someone who's either lashing out or um, you can tell that they don't really have a good handle on like their emotions, just be conscientious that they may be going through something in their personal life or Mm -hmm. they may have never been taught anything different. Yeah, be patient with each other. I know one activity that I do with a lot of people, since when we're, we're stuck indoors all the time, we're isolating Sometimes we really just feel stuck in our own heads. And so I encourage everybody to talk to yourself like your best friend is there. The way that they would lift you up and say, no, you are worth it. You're great. I appreciate you. Give that same grace and same patience to yourself when you're just feeling down and feeling crappy. Yes, I love that. Um, What would you say to someone who has experienced abuse themselves or knows of someone else experiencing abuse? Mm -hmm. The number one thing when we think about abuse and trauma is that we want people to feel safe. And so if you're in a situation that you're concerned might be abusive, be it with family, a romantic partner, um, a stranger, right? There are so many ways that this can happen. Make sure that you're safe first. Get to law enforcement. Get yourself away from that person. Set boundaries. If it's somebody online, be willing to block them and cut them off. Set your own limits and stand firm. Don't let people push them over. And if you're somebody who has been able to get away from somebody who's been abusive and you feel as though, oh my goodness, I still feel worried and scared. I feel like I might have some trauma. Then think about maybe seeing a therapist. And and if not that, then think about ways that you can share that story with people that you love and trust in a safe setting. Being able to be open and honest and having people listen and say, wow, I really believe you and I respect your experience and and I'm going to sit here and listen and be with you in that moment. That is something that can be deeply healing for people who have been through that abuse or trauma. Yes, definitely. And then say I know of someone who is experiencing abuse. Mm -hmm. If is it better to sort of break their trust, essentially, if I've if they've sworn to me not to say anything or should I always just like reach out and try to find them help? That is such a hard question. Right. Because safety is so important. And in a lot of situations, victims feel like they can never, ever be safe. That whoever is, is an abuser is somebody who's very powerful. And if somebody trusts you with that information, I don't think I could give you an answer whether you should always do this or always do that. I think it would really be down to getting judgment, perhaps talking with that person about their options, Mm -hmm. maybe advocate for them and say, hey, you know, I found some resources online. I talked to my school social worker about what they could do. And I just want to let you know, I'm not going to make a decision for you, but I do want to let you know that I'm here to support you and that there are ways out of this situation and we can do it together. Yes, that's a really good answer. Um, 
that's all the questions I have. Do you have anything else that you would like to add? I was thinking about some of the things which have changed in the last year, of course, especially for folks who are in school, high school, college, elementary school, middle school. And I wonder if, if in your experience and, and all the talks that you have with people, do you notice any changes in the way that people treat their mental health? Is there more awareness for high schoolers? Is there less awareness? How do they, how do they handle that? Um, I know for myself, I would say more. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely talked to people on both ends of the spectrum. I think this pandemic and everything that's occurred since then has kind of like split people into two ways. Either you got more aware and you started like focusing and taking care of yourself better, or there are the people who this is this lockdown just been so hard for them. They just feel like they can't get out of bed. And maybe it's good that they're realizing that they do have these emotions, but also just figuring out how to deal with them has definitely been really hard for people. And so I think I, I can't give you, again, like it's one of those, I can't give you a yes or no answer for sure. on this because I think it's probably like a 50-50 split. Like some are doing better, some are doing worse. So mm-hmm. thank you for that. Yes. Um, do you have any other information that you'd like to share about Kids Talk or? Totally. Um, you know, just in this last year, we have really transitioned to doing um, a lot of Zoom appointments. I have a lot of people that I have never seen in person. And that is super unique for me as a therapist. But I think all of us here at Kids Talk have worked really hard to adapt to that. And I know a lot of people who feel way more comfortable being in their living room or their bedroom or their basement doing therapy than they do like walking into the office, seeing the other people there, feeling self-conscious. And so if you are somebody who's maybe thought about therapy, but thought, oh, I don't want to bug my parents and their insurance. I don't want to have to drive all the way there. Uh, right. You've maybe had some reasons why you wouldn't want to. Now is a really good time to check it out because you can just open up your laptop, hop in a Zoom call and have your therapist there with you. And at Kids Talk, we do not charge or bill insurance. And so um, for somebody who was maybe having some concerns about that as well, this could be a good place to start. Well, that sounds like a very amazing resource. And Therapy is a place for anyone who wants to change anything, big or small. So I encourage everyone to check it out as a resource and a tool, just like any other resource or tool. Is that something you guys plan on continuing with after like the lockdown ends? Absolutely. Yes. I know that I have, have advocated as well as many of my other coworkers have said, we want to keep doing telehealth. So many people love Zoom calls. And I don't think they'll ever take that away from us. Yes. Look at all the positives we're finding out of this, though. Like, mm-hmm. just all the virtual school things I have to do. I'm like, wow, like, this is, <laughs> some of this stuff is a lot better this way, honestly. And yeah, and you know, I think it really comes down to personality. Do you like to be in person? Do you like to be over the computer? And so I see it as a good thing that there can be more options. Right, right. Very much. Um, thank you, Nick, for informing us. And I hope our listeners are looking forward as much as we are to raising money for your cause. Yes. And thank you so much for thinking of us in your, uh, in your charitable giving here. We at Kids Talk really appreciate it. And to everyone over there at Jaguar, um, we, we wish you all the best and extend an enormous thank you. 
I want to thank Nick again for the interview, and like we talked about, remember to be kind to your mind. Mental health is actually the theme of Charity Week, so without further ado, let's hear from our Stuco Charity Week chair. Hi everyone, I'm here with Mariel Lukey. Mariel, would you like to start off by introducing yourself? Yes. Hi, everyone. I am Mary Lukey, and I am a senior this year at APHS. I am also the Student Council eBoard Vice President, so that means that I am the Charity Week Chair. Yay! So Charity Week is in a week from the time we're recording this. It'll probably be a little less from the time that I actually produced it. But um, first off, what is Charity Week? So... Charity Week is a week where we raise funds. We have fundraisers every day of the week, and we raise funds for a specific charity or organization. So this year, Charity Week is February 8th through the 12th, and the organization that we are donating to is Kids Talk in Southgate. So Kids Talk in Southgate is a child advocacy center for children to go if they've suffered from abuse or trauma to talk to professionals without having the without feeling the heat of investigators or police officers. Okay. Um so what are some of the events that we have for each day going on? So on Monday there is a raffle basket contest so but it won't be drawn until Thursday but Monday is just the main day of it. It is a spa basket, a movie basket, a game basket. And like I said, the winners will be announced on Friday. And then that color of the day that we can wear in school is purple. And that's for Alzheimer's and eating disorder. I have seen those raffle baskets and they look fantastic. So definitely check that out in the bundles. And then what about Tuesday? So on Tuesday, we'll be having a cool math snake game video competition and oh I didn't highlight it before but everything that is taking part on each day is open to the community so anyone in the community can participate in the cool math snake game competition and the winner will get 20 with will get a $20 subway gift card and then at the high school the students will be wearing blue to represent depression DID and child abuse Okay, cool math games. Love those. All right, and then what about Wednesday? And on Wednesday, it's the Applebee's fundraiser, and it's the Applebee's located on the lower part of the hill. Sorry, I don't know the exact address. It's on Outer Drive. I can tell you that, but I don't know. Yes, and we'll be wearing yellow for suicide. Okay, and then what about Thursday? Thursday, Anyone in the community is welcome to dress up their pet. We'll be having a pet dress up competition and then the community can vote on which is the coolest pet and whoever wins like the coolest dressed up pet will get a $20 gift card to Target. And at school, we'll be wearing red to represent ADD and ADHD. Ooh, I like that one. Who doesn't want a $20 Target gift card? And then what about Friday? And then on Friday, there is no fundraiser but there is a final celebration video where there will be pictures and you'll get to hear from the some of our charity week committees and you'll get to see videos of the pets and of the video game competition and on and at the high school will be wearing green to represent the overall mental health OCD and substance abuse yes and if you buy your t-shirt from one of the bundles, I believe it's the first bundle on there, 
Um, for just $10, you can get a t-shirt, which you can wear for Friday for Cherry Week. Mm-hmm. And then, does it matter if we are in person or online for these events? So, no, it does not matter if we are online or in person. All these events are so there's no contact. The only contact that'll come is if you're a winner and you're picking up a prize. So the whole community, like I said before, is able to participate and you do not have to attend just APHS. Okay, that sounds really cool. And then um, is there anything that the Jag Jungle needs to purchase or do in advance of Charity Week? So a Google form has been created that contains seven packages that include admissions for all the events, t-shirt, a Pure Vita bracelet, and if you just want to make a $10 donation as well. All of these packages can be paid through My Payment Plus, and you will receive an email regarding each package and how to participate in the events. And this, these packages and the Google form have been posted all over our different social media websites and have been e-blasted out to the community. Yes. And if you purchase a package on the Google form, don't forget to then go on My Payment Plus and then buy it on there because... If you don't do that, you won't receive your tickets for everything. Oh, yes. That would be very helpful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then when can students expect to get emailed about the information about the bundles? It will be announced on the um, announcements during school, and there will be posters around the school that have the QR code to scan that you can just access the bundle. So I know in addition to these events going on, we're also having themes each day to advocate for mental health. Can you talk a little about a little bit about the social media themes that are um, going on with the dress up? Yes. So as Nikki said, addition additionally to the like color of the day coordinating, there are many posts that are not required, but it's just to like help interact with the community more since we can't be in person with everyone. We can't see everyone. I should say we are in person in school right now, but so on Monday, it'll be motivation Monday. So on any social media platform, you can just post something like what motivates you. It can be a picture, a quote, whatever you want it to be. And then on Tuesday, it's transformation Tuesday. So again, you can post something that you have changed about yourself for the better or what you plan to do in the future to become your best self. And then on Wednesday, it's a workout Wednesday. So basically just like share your workout or what you like to do to get active and not like get out of the house basically. And then on Thursday, it's thoughtful Thursday. So do something thoughtful for someone and post to inspire others. And then Friday, it's what you plan to do for fun Friday or for the weekend. I love all of those. I'm so excited to see what everyone posts. I know. Um, if anyone has any questions, who should they be directed to? So you can direct them to myself or you can direct them to Mrs. Melville and then all of our e-board officers or a student council member. Okay. Definitely get in contact with any of those if you have questions. And then... Anything else that you want to add to this? Um, yes. So we will also have a donation bid out, bin outside the school of Charity Week that anyone in the community can donate to. And these items will go directly to Kids Talk. It's off of their wish list. And their donation list includes individually wrapped snacks, water bottles, juice pouches, new toys, art supplies, Walmart, Meyer, or pizza gift cards. Is there anywhere that they can find this list? 
Yes, it should be posted again on all of our social media sites. And I believe it was sent out in the email and in the e-blast and in the newsletter that goes out every week for Mr. Kelly. And then also, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has already bought packages and for all the support. And also thank you to all of my committee members and student council members and e-board officers and Mrs. Melville. You all have been such like the biggest help to make this as smooth as it can possibly be for not being in person with one another up until this week. And also thank you, Nikki, for interviewing me today. Thank you for coming on and thank you for all of your hard work of Cherry Week, I know this has been a lot for you, and I think it's something that's going to turn out really well. So I'm very excited for you. Thank you, too. Thank you both, Nick and Mariel, for all that information. I hope you'll participate in the online mental health challenges and donate to the organization Kidstock, both of which are extra important now more than ever. Also, if you could, please share this information with others, not just in our high school, but in the community as well. We want Charity Week to go well, obviously, so please tell your friends about it. If you're a teacher, maybe post it in the Google Classroom or shout out anything you're participating in on social media. Whatever you do, we appreciate all the support. Thank you to everyone who helped set up this amazing week, and thank you to all of you for listening. Hope that you have a fantastic day, and don't forget to tune in next time on The Jaguar. Jaguar.